Hey friends, welcome to Enough for Today for February the 3rd, 2022. It's Thursday and I hope you have a good Thursday and Friday and coming into the weekend. I hope you'll pray for our ladies conference at Emmanuel as well as for our second message on Sunday in the Jesus Up Close series. We're studying John's gospel. A great time to jump into the journey with us, whether in person or on the live stream or in the archive or the podcast or the video podcast. Um, there's, there's so many ways to engage that content and to share it with others. We are in the next year, year and a half, going all the way through the gospel of John and just piece by piece. And John chapter one is so rich. I had planned, I think, a couple of messages, but it may end up bleeding into three or four. It's just a hard, it's hard to uh, compress the depth and the riches of this chapter into just one or two messages. But today we're looking at Psalm 35. So join me there. And we're picking up in verse 19. David in verses 17 and 18, I'm sorry, says, I will give thee thanks. God, I'm going to give you thanks. I know I'm going to do it eventually in the congregation. I'll do it now. Verse 19, he begins again for the second or third time in the psalm to write the story to God. He is inscribing from his mind and experience the injustice that he's gone through. He's journaling the injustice. This is a healthy practice. Write out your experience, but not just for some therapeutic coping mechanism. Write it out to God. Give it to him. You remember the story where Hezekiah wrote the letter of, of the injustice and, the, and the, the, the danger that Israel was in? He wrote a letter, a prayer to God, and he took it and laid it out in the, uh, in the temple to the Lord. And it's, it's so powerful to write out your experience what you've experienced of injustice to, to God. Uh, politics aren't going to change things, friends. That, that's not going to fix it. Uh, all, the, so, the, all of the s- social justice causes we could possibly invest and give our time and energy to, I'm not saying don't. I'm saying we, we could do it all and there's still going to be injustice, okay? Until Jesus comes as the final judge, we're waiting, we are in a waiting mode, and we're doing the best we can as believers to model truth and love and gospel justice and gospel generosity and gospel grace. But personally, the way you deal with injustice is to keep it from eating you up or defining you or owning you or completely recalibrating all of your life. Listen, you don't want to go at life as the victim of injustice. You don't want that to define you, your marriage, your career uh, path, your your parenting. You don't want it to define all of these things by your uh, experience of injustice. It's raw. It's brutal. It's wrong. But it doesn't, it shouldn't define you, okay? And the, the, the world we live in is taking injustice and making these experiences defining categories, like, like by skin color, by gender, by uh, sexual orientation, all these different uh, deceptive lying narratives, okay? You know, God gives us categories and they're true and they're not oppressive, okay? Uh, it's not oppressive to behave sexually in line with God's moral boundaries and moral framework. These are the categories in which humanity flourishes. And when we get out of those categories, what do we do? We create our own categories. And those man-made categories are always, always oppressive. They're always unjust. Why? Because they go against the very uh, author of our lives. They go against the very definer of the flourishing of the human heart. So it's impossible to flourish in man-made categories. Those categories then become 
the trenches from which we fight against each other. Okay, so David is is not owning or not accepting the world's categories. He is living in God's categories, and he is crying out to God about the injustice he's experienced, and he's laying it in God's hands, and he's following the Lord. And in this, David flourishes, and in this, you can flourish, okay? So, David, for a second, third time in this psalm, is going to lay out the injustice. Let them, let not them, verse 19, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without cause. You see, David is really specifically recounting to God, what are his enemies doing in private? How are they stabbing him in the back? How are they trampling him? How are they slandering him? He's gotten word. Uh, he's he, he knows what's going on, okay? Um, verse 21, I'm sorry, verse 20, verse 20, for they speak not peace, but that he devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. God, I'm peaceable. I was a quiet, loyal, and and they've they've gone against me and they were just devising deceit against me, even though I was peaceable. Verse 21, yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, aha, aha, our eye hath seen it. They're constructing narratives and then claiming to be eyewitnesses experiencing their own narratives. Complete narcissism. Um, This thou hast seen. Now, verse 22 is where I want to land for today. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Now, David is rehearsing this. And what is his next thought? Verse 22, by the inspiration, by the presence of, by the direction of the Spirit of God, his next thought is, God sees this. God's keeping the record. What an assurance, my friend. You don't have to keep the record. You're not the accountant of all the injustice in life or in your past or in your family or in your workplace. You're not the accountant. Get rid of the ledger sheet. Blow up the Excel spreadsheet. Uh, Blow up the accounting book in your mind of all the injustices that you have, that you have stacked against you, okay, by those that you meant good towards. Sure, they're there. Sure, they're real. But they only have power against you because you're giving them power. I'm talking about soul power, emotional, mental, intellectual, psychological power. Why? Because you're thinking about it. You're keeping a ledger sheet. So David says, hey, God, you've seen it. You are keeping the ledger sheet, okay? Now, this is profound, my friend. He's going to ask God to do some things. He's, keep not silence, be not far from me. We'll pick that up tomorrow, verse 24. But this I want you to think about today. I want you to let this, um, let your spirit and your soul and your mind ruminate in this reality that God is keeping the ledger sheet. And you can be free. You're liberated from having to, to keep record of all that's been done wrong against you. No, be free. Sing, rejoice, live your life. Let God define you. Let the gospel define you. And let God keep the record because he sees. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.